This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Tuesday, 7.30 p.m., and I'm on my fancy chair. What time is it, Jeff? Uh, it's time for the Hoonverse podcast. But before we start, I have to take a moment to apologize to one of our listeners. Oh, really? Uh, yes. No, this is actually, this is true. Um, and to anybody else, so we're not in the business of being upset if we hurt people's feelings. Because um, if we're being offensive to be offensive, it's usually warranted for some reason. But a couple of weeks ago, uh, I made a joke about a topic which wasn't really warranted. And I wanted to apologize to Matt and his child, where I associated the the man children who reacted to the Rick and Morty stuff mm-hmm. as autists. And he has a young child with autism. And he made a great point to me that he said, I'm not one to complain. And I agree from the tone of his his very well-written and not aggressive note on facebook informational kind of hey this is what's like how would you feel if if someone said this about your child you know my child tries so hard and this and that and and they're they're a hundred percent right we don't we don't we enjoy being offensive when it's warranted but we don't want to be offensive just for the sake of it i i I don't mind being offensive in jest right but we're not trying to do it at the expense of somebody specifically. Right. Like as I've got, as I've grown yeah. older, I I try personally never to use the word retard, just because that's there's a no hard need one for, for me to. It's, break. I get it. It's hard. I said it a lot as a kid. I haven't said it as much in 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 years. And I'm not equating that with what we joked about in the other. No, podcast, but it's by in the, the same either. vein. Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to make touchy about. Yeah, yeah. That. I'm not. Yeah, but yeah. I just want to clarify that I'm not making that connection here, because then I really this would not be a very good apology. Um, so Matt enjoys the show. Longtime listener, thank you for that. But I also want. I told him I would take a moment to not just say it in Facebook, but to say it like we like making fun of stuff all the time. And Matt isn't being sensitive here. We just I just associated it incorrectly. And you know, there's a. We lo- we're not going to stop being offensive when it's warranted and funny, um, but sometimes it, we miss the mark and it isn't. Uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And I also understand the reference that you were coming from, too. Right. Um, and that there's very likely that that person had some difficulties in their life, and pointing it out maybe wasn't the correct thing for us to do at or the they could have just been you know whatever but uh, we're they, not gonna we're not gonna either t- way misbehaving regardless yeah. of whether they have problems or not misbehaving right um, um so but just wanted to get that out there to start this and we're, i don't, don't want to start it on a means. downer I mean, the real downer is that i don't have any topics for this episode of the podcast we'll meander i mean it's not a, it's um, not an issue um but i i have one thing we can dive into right away because this is about cars uh i drove an oh. italian sedan up here Ah. And it hasn't broken on me yet. Well, that's amazing. I'm driving the Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio. Oh, we have to go out in that real quick because I've not it's, been in it yet. It's, um, it's pretty good so far, except the brakes on it. There's something weird about the brakes. Now, okay, I, so there's something that's still not right. It's not technically broken, but it ain't right. I don't think it's just that it's a brake-by-wire system. I think specifically this car, like the pads are jacked. 
But the, the guy, the person who dropped the car off to me, the fleet delivery person, was like, hey, I just want to let you know. And I've never had a person say this. They'll say, like, oh, it was scratched over here by someone. If this is going to affect your video or photos, let us know. I'm like, oh, no, that should be fine. But this guy got out of the car. He's like, I don't like the brakes on this car. <laughs> right? like, it's like everything else is great. It yeah. brakes really weird to the point where I had to call our technician. And they said, no, that's just how it does that. Okay. But it so the car stops well, but it also feels like the pads are ready to, could go though at any time too. It's it's a re, like obviously the rotors aren't war- Is it warped. just weird brake feel? Is that all I Well, so to? that I there it has that, but I feel like it's separate. So the weird brake feel comes into play in in slower speeds when you're trying to bring the car to a complete stop because it's brake by wire, you're not used to a familiar point in your brake pedal action where yeah. you know this is where it's going to fully grab. So you get sometimes you get you have to be really light, otherwise you get the jolt. Yeah, I'm not. You know, the funny thing is, I don't have a problem with like electric power steering. That has no issue to me. But the concept of brake by wire, I don't know if I can ever get on board with that one really, just because the hydraulic system in a brake is not like it's robbing you know robbing a lot of power from the engine as is. And I really brakes are the analog feeling of a brake pedal is possibly more important than that of a steering I, the uh, argument could certainly be made um yeah there's something about that because you get so much feedback from a brake pedal uh um, right you know uh and i'm getting yeah. feedback in this pedal but it so it's it seems like it's fine at higher speeds when you stomp on it the car stops like it grabs really good but it's the slow speed stuff where it's weird but then separate i i really feel like this is separate from the brake by wire i think specifically there's like a weird pad issue that is not the alpha going by right now we have the windows open because it's hot and i said don't worry chris there won't be any noises but hey at least it was an engine yeah yeah well you know that's the funny thing is you do hear a lot of because san pedro california is a little bit of a lawless place uh, and the cops have better things to do than to screw with people that are, you know, fucking around their cars at night. Right. Um, I, I make it. I make it over that bridge pretty quick on the uh, way home. At yeah, night. <laughs> they're not paying attention to this kind of no. shit. Let me put it that way. Uh, uh, and if for anybody's curious, have you ever seen the Nicholas Cage Gone in sixty seconds when he jumps the Eleanor on the bridge? That's the bridge I drive to and from to get here. Yeah, it's the and and which is a massive bridge. It is, and they're building one that's twice that size. Right, because it's it's like two lanes each way it needs there's big trucks that go on it so it needs more space yeah and it's when you go over the surface of it it's a little bit like driving in new england after the directly after the winter yeah uh i know because i just had to do it two days in a row and my fiesta felt like it fell into a hole the size of the fiesta each time i did it i've gotten to the point where i know where to be on the bridge both directions because the first few times we recorded here i hit pretty like before before you even get to the bridge at the end of the 710 where you're like taking the turns to get to the bridge yeah oh dude that, there's that some gnarly awful. potholes right there i've i've hit hard in some cars uh yeah well try doing that in a fiesta with tiny yeah, sidewalls and pot, very little yeah. suspension travel uh i <laughs> i went and i had to go down to for local california fountain valley a couple times over the last few days and uh our, our good friend rick radcliffe followed me back up and it was just full bump stop crashing on the yeah. Fiesta multiple times. Right. Um, yeah. But the car, the, so the, there's something weird with the brakes. Now, the engine note is fun. It's a 2.9 liter twin turbocharged V6. Which it's, I believe is a derivative of the 458 engine block. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. It is, it is Ferrari derived. I haven't really done my full research yet for my in-car portion of the video. I've just kind of been driving it. Um, and it's really big. I like... Um, 
I like when automakers do really big paddles for the paddle shifters. Yeah, they should all be that way. Either either turn with the wheel, or if they're going to be column mounted like they are in this car, make them huge. I really I like column mounted a lot more. Me too, because you know where they are. Though I don't mind the ones that turn with the wheel because they're also right where your hands are. That or the McLaren ones where it clicks like it's the yeah, seesaw. You could use effect. either hand. Yeah, oh, I love the seesaw effect on the McLaren because that is a one piece billet um, piece of aluminum, as it should be or in carbon everything. fiber or aluminum. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you can get it either way. Uh, it's McLaren. They'll do what you like if right. you give them enough money. Right. Um, so the seats in the car are excellent. Um, it's nice. Eighty grand. I feel like it makes sense because it's it's very in that price very range, sporty. Uh, I mean, literally, I've been looking at stuff and I've been looking at stuff in that segment, not new, used, right. um, because I don't feel like spending eighty thousand dollars on a car. Uh, I mean, I do, but I don't right. have it. Right. Uh, uh, and you know, an ATS optioned out is that an M3 optioned out is that a C63 is easily that money. Yeah, the um, yeah RS5 is there. RS5 Sportback. Would be I fun keep forgetting contender. the RS5 is in there. The I, um, it's, I think it sounds and feels faster than it actually is. I know it's quick. All right, I'm going to tell you a story I shouldn't tell on air because it happened too recently. Well, no, this was a, it's a hypothetical. There's an interesting twist to this yeah. that I realized after though. So I'm okay. I'm coming back from shooting the car with uh, our friend Josh Hostrander, who shot the drone and the passbys and all that stuff. So this is over the weekend, uh, and I'm on a road in Orange County. I shouldn't say this; it's on public streets, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I'll use the the. 11, 12, 13, Orange 14. County, Mexico. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, if I get arrested because of the podcast, it, it, maybe it would be gonna, more if, publicity. No, no cop that's on this that's listening to this is, is going gonna, is gonna to call you out on this. So I'm lined up, and I'm, I'm driving down. All of a sudden, in my, in my rear view, I, basically, I see two um, Pontiac sedans. G8s? Like, yeah. And, like, I, loud as fuck. An G- orange one and a black one. And the black one is next to me at the light. GSPs or GTs? I don't even know. Okay. Um, I, I no. One of them was a G8. One of them was an SS. One of them was a Chevy SS. Oh, one was a so G8. I like that. It's the older version. Yeah, and the newer version. The orange one was a G8. I think the black one was an SS. Yeah, and, the, and the SS is very conservative in the styling. It sounded amazing. I go, is that we're at the light talk? He's like, he's like, you don't see a lot of those. And I, I said, press car or something like that. He's like, oh, okay, and. Uh, I said, uh, I got asked him, like, is that straight pipe? He's like, no, it has cats and everything. It was loud as fuck. Well, I mean, you've been around my vet. That's so, got cats and everything, too. Yeah, that, well, that's true. And um, same engine. I, I, feel like that doesn't, I feel like that doesn't even have headers. <laughs> that's just right out of the oh, side so of the engine. That's stupid loud, yeah. Um, the, so the light turns green, and there's, there's no one on this. Some roads in Orange County are very wide. Very safe. Um, they're, they're smooth as glass. So... We go, and my the orange one was a little bit further back, but myself and the black one go, and we get up to a good number, a very good number, easily in this car, and the, and the SS is right there too. And we get to the next light, and he's he's like, that thing's quick. I'm like, that thing's pretty quick too. And then we're we're driving, and now we've caught up to some traffic because we we're in a spot where we like we're spaced between traffic. It's always lovely when that happens. It's fun when you have these days where you play a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and. The so then we you know we go our separate ways. Those cars roar off into the distance. Two guys, as they pull away, they both have those American flag stickers in the window with the blue line. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that means they're cops. Yes, <laughs> or they're very closely related. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, those are cop stickers. Like mm-hmm. that's what you like. Thin blue line, right? Like that's the, mm-hmm. like a cop thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very militarized cop thing. Um, 
great, now I'm going to let her some cops. Um, so I'm pretty sure they were cops. It, if they weren't, like you said, they were very close to cops. And we hit speeds that I shouldn't admit to. Um, and I haven't told you them because they really, it was way too fast for the public. Well, they like, I shouldn't been... go that fast. It's dumb. Well, yeah. And we, yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you the numbers so people can't see it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's way too fast. I've done that. And yes, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just did it with hand signals. Um, uh, especially if they were re- like, if they were really what cops. What part of Orange County are we talking about? Uh, the backside of RSM, Mission Viejo. Um, like, you can come back from Ortega Highway without going to the 4055 freeway. You can take... Um, so you're not <laughs> in, like, the them. heart heart of Orange County. You're no, kind of, we're, like, butting up to, like, wilderness there. Orange County. So, like, yeah. Antonio Parkway. Yeah. I mean, there's still... It's still... It's still public road. It's it not is. in the middle of the desert. There's cars. But it's not the densest part of it either. No, but it's, it's still I, – I, I yeah. cannot preface or, or it was dumb. exclaim enough. Super dumb. But good, the, good, the good thing is, is that if anything had happened, you probably would have gotten out of it. Car felt great. Yeah. Car felt great. Um, um, I have my own apology to issue as well. Oh, okay. Uh, just for last week is that I, I missed because I actually ended up getting sick. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure what it was, but it was basically kind of like, felt like I had the flu for a few days and did not work out and you were tied up too. So I was, I, uh, <laughs> I, I can say why I, I'm more ready to admit why I couldn't record. Last why is week. that? Um, I'm, we might've, uh, I'm trying to think of a funny way to say this. Um, shoot. I had like a joke for this, but let's say our. Our medical issues, there was a vast difference between them. A vast difference. I had ah, a vasectomy. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, I, the reason I'm bringing this up is because, believe it or not, it is car-related. So No, no, no. That is a very car-related thing. No, 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 no. Not specifically the vasectomy. My doctor. Um, my doctor is like the guy. He's the guy. I swear to God this is a car podcast, folks. He's, he's the guy for vasectomies. Uh, and... This I will. And another thing I should say about vasectomies, because he didn't ask me to say this on the podcast. He asked me to like say this somewhere else. Um, if you and your loved one are thinking about getting sterilized, the man should do it. I am fully of the. Oh, yeah. it's it way is less vicious risky. to the women. Oh, like yeah. they have to take your guts out, basically. Yeah. Um, I was in it. I was out of in and out of there in 15 minutes, and I didn't. The I felt the very first time they went to do anesthesia, and I felt nothing the entire time, and my it's recovery's a, been easy. It's a mental thing. It's like, and I know plenty of people that have done it, and obviously I haven't either. Um, but the thing is, is like, you know, it's almost like a dental procedure in the simplicity of it. Almost. Yes. Uh, um, it was amazing. He says, he's, are you anxious? Yeah, of course I'm anxious, you know. And he's, well, he's like, that's, I love that about this room because Fortune 500 CEOs to the people who sweep their floors come in here and they're all equalized on my table. Well, people get real touchy around their balls. Yeah. Well, so we're on the table and I knew he was a car guy. I knew the doctor was a car guy before. Um, but we start talking. He's talking to me about cars the whole time. Because you know, he knows what I do. He yeah. owns a BMW Z8 mm-hmm. uh, with Alp- some Alpina bits that he's added Ooh, to that's it. A, yeah. he, he drives it a lot. He goes on tours. He's had it. Uh, Henrik Fisker personally invited him to show it at the Peterson or something like that. Like, he's friends with Henrik Fisker. Um, well, so, that's, part of the, that's part of the Heinrich package. Yeah. It's an extra $6,000 right. when you buy it. He bought it used. He bought it because um, I remember talking about this in the consultation visit. He bought it with, like... I forget the amount, but it was like twelve thousand. It was like a low amount of mileage, and he—I think he 
bought it in well, San that's Francisco a Heinrich certified and drove it C8, back. Where you get the extra Heinrich 50,000 yeah, miles where right. he comes out to your house and shakes your hand and yeah. goes, I'll change your oil. Right. Yeah, now he would. Um, so he, he was talking about cars the whole time. And then I was waiting. The whole procedure still a little tense. Like, all right, I'm waiting for the part where it's going to be like, like, I knew it was going to be painful, but like pressure or like you'd hear things. Or, um, and it, he's like, all right, cool. That was it. I was like. Oh, shit, really? All right. Yeah. I could have driven home from this no problem. My wife was waiting downstairs, but I could have driven home no problem. Yeah, it's the days after. It, really? That even wasn't that bad. Some if, people, I mean, it's like, some, it's like I, and mind you, once again, I haven't done this, but we're of the age where right. a lot of our friends are doing this or they're having way too many kids. Right. Uh, the, the, there's, it's no needle anesthetic, so there's that. There's no um, um, sutures. There's that. Like, it's so small. It's not because of – I'm not my junk. But <laughs> I was wondering it's, um, <laughs> if you were going to hit that or not. It's, uh, it's, and you wear, compre- like, really tight compression shorts for, like, mm-hmm. a week. The tidiest of whiteies. It, and it holds it in place, and that was the key for no pain. No jostling. Yes, 100%. Because, like, halfway through, I switched to regular boxers. I was like, nope, I need to – Bad idea. I need my compression shorts back, please. Um, and then n- no pain. It was great. So if anybody is thinking about that, go get one. Uh, and if you really live in the area and you need a doctor recommendation, hit me up offline or online, rather. Um, don't, like, show up at my house offline and be like, hey, who's your dick doctor? Um, you know what we should do is just, <laughs> just we're, of the, we're of the age group and we have enough bit of a contingent in Southern California. We should get them to sponsor the show. I was just going to say it would be a great <laughs> sponsor. Um, it would be hilarious. I would love to be sponsored by... Do- the doctor. Um, so the the Alfa Romeo has been good, but I get something also exciting this Friday okay. um, from the FCA family as well. What is this? Trackhawk. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm pumped on that one. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see. I wonder if that's going to be the CTS in terms of gasoline usage. Ooh, yeah, because all four wheels and... Um, the, I mean, the CTS-V, specifically the 05 generation, was the worst fuel economy I've ever observed on a car, period. Okay, yeah. CTS-V wagon, I think I did some pretty good work fuel economy-wise. Uh, um, I mean, it was worse than the Viper, which says a lot. Yeah, that does say a lot. Uh, I want to look up something, too, now, because there was some news from the, the FCA family. Come on, go. Um, about some future truck product coming out. Did okay. you see this? I have not. Why is oh, because I'm searching the wrong thing like an idiot. Um, so, you know, they have the Ram Rebel, and then they did a concept a couple years back called, like, the Ram Rebel TRX. Um, now, this, the rumor is there's a Ram Rebel. So Ram Rebel was, like, a little bit of styling and a little bit of off-road, but definitely don't pretend it competes with a Raptor. You know, right. like, it wasn't that. The, so they're coming out with a truck called the Rebel TR, which looks like kind of like a... Kind of closer to like a ZR2 kind of no, capability? No, this, this feels more like a street truck. Okay. Um, which is kind of awesome. It's a street um, truck that you could take camping and off-road a little bit. No, no? not even because... I'm uh, completely No, wrong. not because of the engine. Like, it doesn't look like it's off-roady from, from this rendering. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, um, but it doesn't look off-roady. It looks like street sport truck. Um, and it is... Which go- I like. Naturally aspirated 7-liter V8. Um. Okay, so they're doing a seven-liter variant of the Hemi now. Five twenty horse, five twenty-five torque. Yes, exactly. It's the engine is codenamed. This is a rumor. Banshee after a McDonnell F2H Banshee warplane. Now that's not even the crazy bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, now they're going to do a Ram Rebel TRX I'm, Hellcat motor. 
Of course. Um, instead they of a detuned motor. They should just call it the ramrod. Yeah. They should call it the ramrod. I like that a lot. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else here that says about what it is. So TR could be. It says looks like. It looks like they don't know. It's just like Does rumors TR right stand there. Stand for anything? Um, truck rad. I no. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure it does. Tuned. I've got tuned RAM <laughs> um, and then tuned RAM X. But either way, I mean, the, you knew the not logical progression was Hellcat truck. Well, yeah, they've got the motor developed. It's already gone through. It's already gone through all the federalization and carb. They you may need, as well throw it in everything. They need to do the Durango. The Durango would be great as a Hellcat. Well, if they do the truck, they'll probably do the Durango. You, you would hope because the 475 horse Durango SRT is awesome. It's really fun. I, it's a, well, it's, it's pretty fun. It's between that and the the Jeep and the truck being done, like you know, it's a drop in solution for them. It, and people buy them. People scoop them up, even though there's you know sixty, seventy, uh, hey, eighty, that, ninety thousand dollars. That Durango that I took to SEMA, courtesy of FCA. You know, thanks again, Scott, for getting us hooked up on that. Right, it was very handy to have. Was I, I have no complaints with that. That thing was pretty good to me. That was just a V6, right? And that was the V6. It was still quick. Right. Uh, and it was perfect for the highway. Right. I mean, it really for a big truck that was probably five or 6,000 pounds, it, it still averaged like almost 30 miles to the gallon all the way back. That's pretty good. Yeah, the, the SRT is awesome just because of the bump in horsepower. Um, and I like the middle row captain's chair. So it would be like a, an amazing road trip vehicle. Four people fold down the third row and then they put all your gear back there. Like yeah. The, so now if you Hellcat that up, then it's just, I mean, it'd be amazing. Um, the one thing I'm curious about, and I've been told you can't do it on the Trackhawk, is um, you can't brake stand it, obviously, because of the four-wheel drive. But yeah. I, I guess there's, you're not really doing, um, I guess you're not really doing four-wheel drifts because it's, it's gripping and going. Which seems, I don't know that I want to try to and drift that too much anyway. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the body roll of a truck. It but it's the, the geometry on that is so much lower, and, and, and it's 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 fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, Next week, dear Fiat Chrysler, right. I have another apology. Hey guys, I'm uh, I'm not in this industry anymore because I flipped a Trackhawk. Hey, you know what? The thing I've learned is you can wreck a car in this industry so long as you weren't drinking when you did it. Well, it, it probably depends on the outlet. I wouldn't get kicked out of – if I wrecked a press, press car um, just driving it. So if I'm in an accident where it's not my fault, that's just that. If I'm in an accident where it is my fault, there are conversations to be had. Um, and then, you know, I don't – I probably well, just wouldn't get it's also the difference a, between, like, legitimately, like, an accident that was, you know – Shit happens, or if it was reckless driving, there's a difference. Like with the Alfa Romeo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had had you crashed it at that point, you would have been in deep shit. Yes. Um, moving on from that, uh, let's not dwell on that because it's dumb, and I admit it. Um, so, I am talking to a shop later this week just to get an idea of what they think it would take to get the Wombat running. Okay. I just want to get it running. If I get it running and driving, reliably so, mm -hmm. I would most likely then sell my 74 Mercedes. Well, yeah, they're kind of, it's kind of redundant at right. this point. Right, and then I, to then f put that money into 
like phase two of the wombat, yeah. you know, the safari-ish stuff like from there. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what they say. I, I'm just worried because this shop does a lot of good work. They actually did some work on my truck at one point, and I'm just worried. They'll be like, oh, yeah, that, no, we can definitely do it. It's, it's, it'll only be like $10,000. Here's, here's the question I have about the safari angle is you had planned this out long before. Before it was, was cool? Yes. Yes, I know. Um, are you concerned that if you go in safari it now, it's going to look really fucking played out in a year or two? No, because I still don't see a ton of it on the road. You see a lot of it on the internet. So you see a fair amount of people doing it on the internet, but you don't see it every day in your life yeah. around town. And I don't care anyway because I've wanted to do it before it was a trend. I was predicting that it was going to be a trend. Yeah. I just couldn't have the money to act on that. Um so I still want it because I actually want to – now that I mountain bike – I know I mention this every fucking podcast now. But now that I mountain bike, I want to – I would love to throw the bike on top and, like, drive this thing to trails or go uh, camping with my wife and kid. Do. Don't say road bike. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, well, yes, also that. But – and also yes. Uh, but uh, you've got to do, do a hitch on the back with a, um, with a hitch rack. Yeah. I, I've got that on the Fiesta – fucking love that man yeah. it's so much better than having it on the roof plus all it takes is one day to forget that it's on the roof and pull into the garage and crunch true which happens a lot yeah that's true because i could do a hitch and then i could do i could do the i could do i thought about a roof box for it and even that's played out too but it's well, then very I useful the hitch when you're done with the bike rack you just yank it out and it's right done you now, don't have to think about it and one of our guys camille on the east coast even tested a i think on his forerunner someone makes a hitch rack that you pull a pin and it swings out of the way with the bike still attached, mm-hmm. so that you can open your 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 lift gate. Yep, I've got a I've got a really nice hitch rack downstairs. Uh, it's it's great. It's yeah. a, it's the only way to go once you've done it. Um, it's uh, and it's you know it's one pin and it just pops right out of the bumper. Right, that's it. Oh, um, this doesn't even pop out of the bumper. This swings. Oh no, no, no I know what you're oh, talking okay. about. I've seen those. Yeah, um, um, they're popular. Yeah, uh, you know they're popular on. Bigger stuff like that, but right. on a Fiesta it would be ridiculous. Right. Um, so that's where we're at. I'm meeting with them. I'm not expecting much because I, I'm just I want to hear what they like an actual real shop. And I'm sure they'll be like, "This is going to be a very rough f- estimate because we don't have the car in front of us." You know, we don't. Uh, and which is all I want. I want a rough estimate of what a real shop thinks so that I can go cry in my pillow. Um, but I'm moving on to questions. So, well, um, before go ahead. you do that, I'm actually so. I'm making. God damn it! Hold on. Let me. Uh, He's got a decline. Let me get rid of the phone here, Brandon. A phone. Um, what are you? What are you going to say? You were bringing up. I can. I can read it to people as you say no. Phone. Bad phone. Go away. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought I had silenced that thing too. So unprofessional. I know. I know. I. I well, the our uh, iTunes rank is just going to plummet now. I know. <laughs> It's it's unfortunate. I saw we were still top twenty four the other day. I, I was happy with that. Yeah, considering that we haven't been as consistent as we no. once were. I was actually surprised. Yeah, we're not we're not bad at all. Um, to be honest, though, I don't even look at the ratings anymore because I'm like on like, iTunes. No, I don't. I, I don't look at anything anymore on that stuff. I just do my stuff <laughs> right. and like what comes of it comes of it. Uh, I am not chasing the ego game in this world. Let me put it that way. I do it because I enjoy doing it. Mm. Uh, you know, and that's kind of what it is. So I hear you. What were you going to say though? Before um, I jump to questions, so you, don't I, I might be ditching the Fiesta. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I'm just tired. It rides like shit. Right. It, well, let me put it this way: 
if I was 25, it'd be awesome. Yeah, super, super rad. I'm 35 at this point, and I'm like, I think I'm over how this rides. Yep. Uh, so I'm considering either picking up something like a used ATSV or possibly a 1M. You better hurry up. 1Ms are going up. Uh, yeah. One M used one M's are as, are as worth as much as, as new M twos. Yes. Andrew's article. I saw that the other day. It's a tiny bit exaggerated because I have looked around a yeah. lot at those and you can still totally get into one for 45 to 50 K. I'm just waiting for the first one. on bring a trailer to be like, I'll pay 75,000. It'll get there in a, fe- in a few years. Um, I still can't believe that, that, um, do you see the land cruiser that went this past week? No, it's um, so the the thing that helped it a lot was it was bought. The second owner was Jonathan Ward. Oh, okay. The first owner was a guy who bought it in Missouri, brand new, and put fifty two hundred miles on it, and then stored it in a warehouse. So it's it's like the best original, totally unrestored. Ward bought it, cleaned it up, like uh, cleaned it up without restoring it. He added, then he had one of his collector car friends interested in buying it from him. Mm-hmm. And all he did for that guy was install like a, a, a correct aftermarket AC, like a very non-intrusive oh, reversible. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't right. count that against anybody. Um, and so then that guy had it, but now then it was just listed on bring a trailer with Ward representing it for the seller who he sold it to. It only got four bids, a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. $100,000. That doesn't entirely surprise it me. It blew though, my so. mind. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that Land Cruisers were Oh, there. yeah. They've got a serious following. But so on that kind of note. But I'm, real quick, the funny thing was the bid went like 8400 9200 84000 100000 and then it just stayed there. <laughs> okay. Somebody was like, nope, mine. <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and I love it that it's just an even hundred k. Fuck off. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the one option is, is kind of going that, uh, 1M ATSV route, which are both fine options. Um, the only thing I like is the ATS I can get in a four door. So it's a little more practical for, for business purposes. Yep. Uh, the other thing that I'm considering that's totally impractical is either buying a 510 or an E30 and doing a full, uh, doing a full, uh, resto mod. I mean, it. that gets my vote. So <laughs> uh, it do, it's just it would be a year of time that I know I don't. I may or may not have. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, so would you do it yourself, or you'd? Oh yeah, I totally. Oh, okay. Would do I thought most... you would just buy it and then say, "See you no, in a year." No, no, no. Uh, I I am far too anal retentive to let other people do that kind of thing for me. Hmm. Um, I, I will use that as the platform in which to. Uh, brush up on my TIG welding skills. And, oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm seriously considering doing a 510 and putting a Honda uh, K motor in it. That'd be cool. I like it. So, uh, Well, good luck in your journey. Um, first Patreon question. Dan Mosqueda, Jason says, Jason Fenske did an interesting video on why Mercedes really isn't concerned about the longevity of their cars. I agree with Jason. Because its buyers look at their product like an iPhone. You get a new one frequently. His contention is Mercedes isn't concerned about resale. Do you guys agree with this? You clearly do. Yep. And I am inclined to agree with you. Uh, Yeah, that subset of the audience, and we're surrounded by it here, don't care. They lease their cars for two to four years. Um, Luxury cars are a disposable fashion item. Yep. They don't care about longevity at all. Because it's not an aspirational 
purchase. It's still well, it's still an aspirational purchase, but it's it's a different mindset now. Uh, yeah, that, and you also can get. You, typically, it's not as true as it used to be, where there used to be a big difference between financing it for purchase and leasing in terms of pricing. Now it's like the you don't get a big break leasing anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they people lease it for a couple of years and they're like, nope, want the new one. Right, which is why automakers are testing out all these subscription services. Yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean. We're still waiting for the bubble to fully pop on subprime auto lending. Um, it hasn't quite hit, but it will, especially the way that the economy has been going. Yeah, but someone like it's more like the luxury guys. So like Porsche doesn't give a shit about the subprime bubble. Oh as no, much. they don't. I mean, they, and truth be told, a lot of them don't even do that much financing because a lot of those cars are sold straight cash or they're financed through other parties. But with this, their their subscription model that they're going to test out is it's like it's like somewhere between two and three thousand a month and you don't just get one car you can you have access out. you can swap out because cadillac i believe was doing that for a little bit too they're they're working on it yeah it, it's like a new york-based concierge service so it's they're still everybody's trying pilot programs i can see where like mercedes can do it because they've got a their lineup is massive but i don't know like how cadillac or like well, cadillac, or somebody cadillac would do it like oh we just need a sedan or going camping this weekend let's get an escalade yeah that's that, i mean that's really as honestly that's all you really need like because mercedes like oh should we get a c class and or or an e class or or the, the you know like it's just it's just too yeah. blurry whereas like oh but if you want the s class no it's extra per month anyway so fuck off uh, where Porsche, I don't think they include like higher spec 911s and stuff like that. Oh, you mean I can't get a I can't get a GT2? Yeah, right. For eight hundred dollars a month? Yeah. Um, so yes, we uh, agree with Fensky. Um, also, he he's very smart, so I agree with him anyway. Yeah, I, I genuinely <laughs> like Jason. He's a good guy. Dina Honda, what do you guys think about automotive YouTube channels that do builds? I.e., or it should be it should be E.G. Dina. E.G. Tavarish. That's a grammar editor thing. Yeah. Sorry. Tavarish, B is for build, Hoovy's garage, obsessed garage, pure function. They all seem to take talk way too much and go way too much into explaining what they were doing and why instead of working more on their cars. Do you think all that explaining is needed? I say less jaw, more paw. Also, I want to buy a Hoover shirt. Any chance of doing Teespring? No on the T-shirt right now just because of some real behind-the-scenes bullshit that I can't talk about. Um, and then um, I actually like that they – walk you through the process, but I think you just have yeah. to find the personality that you like best. Um, you know, like, I, I really enjoy the Speed Academy stuff, too. I love watching yeah. Freddy's stuff. Uh, and well, because he's an everyman taking on Well, yeah, that, I've known Freddy since, like, right. the first he's a friend too, game. Right. And I, I just talked to him the other day. I tried to help him hook him up with uh, the turbo issue. Right, and then B is um, for Build has been stepping up lately. I feel yeah, like his yeah. builds we, have gotten better. I did better. a podcast with them a long time ago, right. too. Um, and, uh, you know, because I, I, but I really, I think out of them all, uh, and Freddie, you're, you're, you're a friend, but I really enjoy the way that Speed Academy does their presentation. Um, but they've got a bigger budget and more people to work on right. it too, which helps. Right. Um, that and Peter ran like I believe it was modified mag for a long time. Oh, okay. So see, and the, the flip side is, if they talked less and just did more wrenching, people would complain that they're not telling them what's going it's on. It's kind of so, hard like, to put together find a the balance. video without narration. Right. It, it, it's honestly the best way to do one of these is if you had um, at least a two-man team, so one person could focus on wrenching and talking while the other captures the action. And I feel like the action can flow better, but that is obviously far more costly. There is a there is a YouTube channel called the. Fab forums. 
um, that obviously it came off of fabrication forms. Um, and it's a gentleman, I believe, that's in, like, I want to say he's in, like, Georgia or something like that. Um, and uh, super cool guy, has his shop set up in his house. And he does a video more like that where it's a lot more kind of time lapsey and and stuff like that where there's more work than there is narration. Um, and he does really good work. And he's, once again, he's, he's a little more... Um, I would say probably a little more experience in fabrication and something like that than like, than like Freddie is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you'd probably enjoy that. And then on a different thing that that's very interesting kind of channel that if you like that, there's a guy by the name of Matthias Wendell. Um, he's this super, like, he's a Canadian guy and he builds all of his own power tools out of wood. Jeez. Uh, he's he's a clearly a brilliant engineer, yeah, and he's an incredible craftsman. And his channel is very engaging. Um, also, on the smaller scale, and the videos are usually quicker. Bare metal Hot Wheels, where this guy restores Hot Wheels. Oh, that's cool! Like down to the metal, it's amazing. Um, it's it's almost it's very Bob Ross how it's made, where it's relaxing. Happy so days. I usually watch him at like at my desk over lunch break, so I can tune out. There's another really good one that I I fucking love this too. Well, there's um, everybody. It seems is has finally caught on to the AV one two three thing that I that I um, that I got into several years ago. Mm-hmm. Like now he's getting posted everywhere, and he's super Canadian. Very very funny to listen to. Uh, like he uses terms like skookum quite frequently. Skookum, skookum. That yeah. is Canadian. That is Canadian slang for built tough as shit. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I did not know that. Oh yeah, skookum. Uh, and then there is another, there's a gentleman that moved to, I believe in Finland. He's an American that went to Finland. Uh, and he does a, a YouTube channel called this old Tony, which is obviously a play on this old house. Right. And he's a machinist and he's got a really, he does a really good job explaining kind of how the tools different work and how he fabricates stuff. And he's actually pretty funny too. Huh. He's got a lot of good gags. It's an interesting channel to watch. Like if, if you have any interest in that kind of stuff, right. This old Tony is a, Great channel. Right, right, right. Okay. And then, uh, Dina, you also should be watching Bad Obsession Motorsports, their channel. Cause they, Absolutely. They'll probably be exactly what you're looking for. And they are very funny as well. They're very dry, very funny, and very, very good. Oh, they are some of the best chassis fabricators I believe I've ever seen it's in my crazy. life. Um, David Six, have you ever sold a car for way less than you originally thought? I just sold my 2008 Saturn Astra for pennies when I thought I would get at least a few grand um i did i think i sold my truck for the appropriate value i just dreamed of selling it for more so i don't i think that's different than what you're asking and and i haven't really bought and sold that many cars to be totally honest i've done i've I've done a lot and most of my cars i've sold private party the only time i ever got rid of a car that i was just disgusted with it um and and (laughs) it was a combination of youth and lack of patience uh, was when I got rid of my SRT4 uh, and I bought the GTO. Hmm. Um, I traded it in because I was just I didn't want to look at it. Right. I'm like, just get out of my life. 
Nice. Uh, this is a long question from Bertie Redfern. He even says you may want to pre-read this, fellow. It's a bit long. So I'm going to read the whole thing, and then we'll get into it. So if Koenigsegg's free valve technology gives, and I quote, 47% more torque, 45% more power, uses 15% less fuel, and produces, produces 35% fewer emissions, why is it not in every engine now? Surely buying a license from Koenigsegg to use the technology would not be excessive for a mainstream manufacturer considering the gains. Got to get those gains. Especially versus the expense of conventional valves, camshafts, cam belts, push rods, rockers, timing gear, etc. And if it was an expensive license, surely exotic manufacturers like McLaren, Lamborghini, Ferrari could condone the cost of the, the technology when just passing the cost on to their customers. Ultimately, if free valve is that good, why aren't we seeing it in Koenigsegg's, why aren't we even seeing it in Koenigsegg's own supercars? I think the answer is that it's not fully baked yet. Uh, yeah, I think that there's a scalability issue there. There's a there's kind of a, a long-term reliability issue. They need to sell that to, and, and, and you know, the most obvious one first would be GM because they developed on a GM platform. Um, but they need to sell it to a major OEM first because oftentimes kind of that bleeding edge technology doesn't go to the supercar manufacturers because they don't have the kind of R&D budgets right. that a Toyota or a GM or a Ford does. But also Toyota would need it tested for like 100 million miles. Right. Of, and like I've heard that the, the actuators – um, for the valves are loud, louder than you would accept right now in a passenger car, you know, just because yeah. it's, it's usually like usually it's air compression, I believe um, um, right now. I, th- I think I'm it's pneumatic. not sure in, in the, in the Koenigsegg, whether it, it might was, be the Chinese one that's pneumatic. One of them is pneumatic. One I of think. them is pneumatic and one of them is fully solid state electronics. Okay. Um, I thought it was a combination of both. Um, I don't know. Either way, there are multiple it's not variations ready. of that system. It's just, I just think it's not ready. Um, I don't think we'll ever see it come to market. Well, the thing is, I think it's coming. It's, it's, I think it was, it was like a rising sun of technology and all of a sudden electric cars. Yes. And so now that sun is setting, like, uh, I guess we're going to, who gives a shit now? Who gives a shit now? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, right now we're in the period, the final, final days of, of internal combustion stuff. Right. At least for consumer applications, where this is kind of like the end of the steam era cars, yeah. and that it's perfected, it's reliable, it's great. Um, you know, and Leno will say this a lot of times. You know, he goes, "People really like these," but then the gas stuff came along and it had more potential, right? And it had to meet a certain point, and we're right at kind of getting that crossover for electric. Yeah. Um, you know, the Model Three starting to roll out, regardless of the problems with it, is the first kind of. You know, that and the Bolt are kind of the first two big ones out there that, yeah. that, is, that are accessible to most people. Yeah, the automakers don't need new internal combustion technology. And as a matter of fact, a they lot of the better Germans, batteries. The German, some of the German cars are not going to be able to produce them, period. It's not going to be legal, I believe, beyond like 2022 in Germany to produce uh, internal combustion, uh, internal combustion uh, vehicles. For the Euro market for consumer application. Hmm. Um, Chris Tracy on Twitter, at Overlanding Dad. If I found a 2002 Subaru WRX wagon blue with gold rims that runs and drives with Cobb bolt-ons, is it too sketch to buy for less than $4,000? 191,000 miles and just had the water pump done at 184. I mean, under four grand, it seems like it could be a pretty cheap fun, relatively speaking. I would speaking. say even under 5K, you're, you know... That's not bad. Um, 
you know, you're just going to be dealing with a Subaru that's lived a hard life. Right. There, there's no chance that, like, you're probably the fifth owner of that car. <laughs> I, I, I think my concerns would be is what do the transmission and the diffs look like on that? Yeah. Um, because the engine can be redone relatively inexpensively because Subaru parts are a dime a dozen at this point. Yeah, it's probably relatively easy to work on, I would imagine. Um, they're not horrible. They have quirks, though. Working on Subaru motors, I have learned that. Like much weird oil filter locations and shit like that? that or? You know, there's just... There's just a lot of little quirky just things. boxer motor stuff. Yeah, boxer motor. Yeah, because Porsches have weird things with them, too. Okay. Um, I say go for it, though. Christopher Gatsky at CPGG. This is a very simple question. Upgrade headers or plane ticketeer? I'm all about travel, man. Get out and see the world. Headers are not expensive. Um, no, honestly, most headers are cheaper than a plane ticket to Europe. Like, buy a lot. Go to Europe. Go to Europe. Oh, an update on my trip. I would think I thought I was going to the Nurburgring 24 hour this year. I am going to be at the Nurburgring the week after the race. <laughs> so I'm not going to the race. Um, but I will be there for uh, like a day or two. You're just going to show up and it's just going to be Rob Holland sitting at a picnic table by himself going, hey. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Back to normal. Okay, now I'm jumping over to Facebook questions. Wait. Oh, sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing. I have to pull this up on my phone. Um, no, that's the that thing. I swear to God, we'll get there in one second. Oh, there we are. Okay. Christopher Neufeld, do you think that we'll be able to customize suspension, steering, and throttle input with open source type software, or, or will the OEMs keep us locked out? It would be fun to bring a little Forza or Gran Turismo to real life. Um, I think it's just going to depend on the automaker probably, um, but I'm sure that because it's... Well, he's saying open source, so he's saying after the fact. Open source, right. Um, um, I don't think any of it will be open source, but I think people will open it up. Uh, yeah, what you'll probably see are further iterations or completely new versions. Um, like Megasquirt has kind of been that way for a long time, which sounds filthy, but I swear it's just an easy No, Megasquirt's system. great. Um, and... Yeah, if, I, if you have a carbureted car and you want to switch to cheap fuel injection, get a Megasquirt kit. Yeah, and it's endlessly configurable. Right. Um, you know, it's um, it'll it'll grow to to encompass that stuff too. Yeah. Um, Blake Swan, why would Nissan take away an exclusive engine in the Infiniti QX60 and cheapen it by putting it in the Altima with front wheel drive only? Is this a wise move for Infiniti? And I'm just not seeing it. Love you. Um, I had to add that because he put that. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't really care what Nissan does at this point until they completely revise the Motor Z. Like, I just can't care. Motor exclusivity amongst mainstream manufacturers is just not something you're going to see going forward. Right. The engine they need to they need to be taking is the Red Sport, um, the four liter and or four hundred horsepower engine, uh, and three liter four hundred horsepower, and putting it in a new Z. That's what yeah. they need to be doing. Think like an executive that has to to justify this to a board of directors and your shareholders. Ever since Johan left them for Cadillac, actually, when he was there, he fucked everything up, and then he left for Cadillac, and in my opinion, he's fucking Cadillac up, too. Um, sorry, Johan. Uh, no, but, guy, we, but I think we talked about this as we feared that that was exactly what was going to happen. Right. Uh, yeah, let's move our headquarters to New York and spend shit tons of money to do that for no so goddamn reason. Uh it's a lifestyle brand. Tommy Loretto, do you have a favorite kids musician yet? I e uh, again, EG. Laura Berkner, Brady, Brady Reimer, or do you kick it old school with some Raffi? Um, my daughter likes these fucking YouTube videos of just people reviewing the toys. She she likes them. 
Those are those are the biggest. I know it's on YouTube, and it's specifically like related to Disney princess stuff. She's obsessed with the Disney princesses. But as far as the the children's music stuff does go, I'm trying to think of the uh, what's her name. There's there's this one like folk singer that's kind of cool, Elizabeth something. She does a good version of Three Little Birds. Um, but I I try to get my daughter to listen to my music. It's an you uphill don't have battle. To feed your kids shitty kid music, you know. <sighs> no, so some of it's pretty good though. At the same time, like as far as the kid stuff goes, some I just of it's good. I think I'm I'm thinking back to like when we were kids, and like it was just like the same six songs that right. were always on. No, repeat. it's now it's just the same three YouTube videos. Um, but I, my favorite musicians are the ones I'm going to force on her as she gets just a little bit older, like Led Zeppelin and Pearl Jam. Kevin Caveni, I probably said that wrong, 1973 Grand Torino or 1973 Chevelle or 1973 Plymouth Satellite. That is a, I see, that is a great question. And I think, I, uh, I don't want the Chevelle. I'm either getting the Torino or the Satellite. And I think I want the Satellite just because I need that. I think it'd be I the Satellite or Chevelle for me because my dad had a 1973 Grand Torino. And to this day, he goes, it's the biggest pile of shit I've ever owned in my life. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and he has no bias one way or another. He drives a Toyota Matrix now. And he's like, that was hands down the biggest piece of shit I've ever owned. Wow. And he owned British cars. Dang. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough talk. Um, Josh Ostrander, why didn't that alpha break like Jonathan Klein promised it would? Because he did. Jonathan Klein, and I didn't test this. He said if you left foot break it to try to break torque it, break stand it, it goes into limp mode. And I didn't test it yet because I'm afraid. So I might do it on the last day before it goes back. Yeah, but the brakes are already touchy, right? Right. Um, it, it just hasn't broken yet. And now it's going to break on the fucking bridge on the drive home. I know it is. Kyle Nowanek, what is the best high mileage, 100,000 mile plus performance bargain? Um, C5, Z06. I don't know. C6, Z06. Yeah. Um, uh, 996 Turbo uh, with 100,000 miles. With IMS. You know, no, Turbo doesn't need the IMS. Uh, a n- late 997 uh, Carrera, uh, Carrera I S. I Bradley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, things are coming way down in price once you hit 100,000 miles. Uh, yeah, Carrera S at that kind of mileage is like a twenty-five, dollars $30,000 I was going to say, you could probably scoop up uh, an OG Acura NSX for dope money. And I know you have your problems with that car. but uh, no, no, I don't. I mean, I, it's, just, it's not my cup of tea, but right. it's, a, it's objectively a very good car. And the good thing is it's a, it'd be 100,000 miles on a Honda motor. So that's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, I would also say any of the GM V8 stuff. Is pretty rock solid at that mileage. First gen Lexus ISF. Uh, ISF is not a bad. Although the funny thing is, they they haven't draw. They're not as cheap as you'd think. No, they'd be. Hmm. Um, even the first gens. Uh, well, I mean, there was only one generation. No, no, they of upgrade. ISF. Didn't they upgrade it? No, because it was the GSF after that. Yeah, but I thought they changed the ISF again. Mm, well, no, there were there were updates throughout the years of its run. But it's not a new. ISF. No, they were subst- there were substantial mechanical changes over the last, you know, three years or so. Oh, yeah, I guess it's still... Well, that says 2014. Um, those are great. Oh, yeah, okay. They're great, but, yeah, don't buy an early ISF. I thought they upgraded. Okay, I'm wrong. Um, um, no, because Gearbox, right? I think... Isn't it a lot of Gearbox bullshit? Um, a lot of suspension stuff. A oh, lot okay. of big suspension changes. I believe differential changes. Um... I think actually the gearbox and the engine are the only things that didn't change. I wonder, because nobody loved it, I wonder if there's someone out there who put 100,000 miles on a first-gen 
Ferrari, California. And I wonder what it would cost to buy that car. Like, is that, is, is, is that still, is that like a $35,000 car? Yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea. I just threw that number what, out there. Did he just say, any, was there any price attached or was that just? No, a, it was the mileage requirement. He was just, what's the best you know performance great... bargain over 100000 All right. Larry just oh, bought yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, too. Larry just bought one. R8s, um, like, even at 40,000 miles, and this is still a big chunk of money, but, like, from where they were, they're, like, $70,000 with 40,000 miles on Right. Um, and that's still a lot of money. Some of the first wrong, ones but... we said, though, were probably, like, better, like, bargains. Like, anything C5, C6, Z06 is a rocket ship. People discount how fast those are. They're okay. still fast by today's standards, especially the C6, Z06. Yeah. But the, I think people are surprised by how fast the C5, and I, I'm not like a big Corvette fan. The C5 Z06 is a fucking 12-second quarter-mile stock, right, mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah, it's um, high 12s, low 13s stock. Um, I'm trying to find an early Ferrari California, but it's it's only showing yeah, me. Yeah, that's a needle in a haystack. Well, I, 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 it, what is this? Uh, DuPont registry popped up. But I wanted to find, like, I'll use, like, Auto Tempest or B, BRZO later to find uh, it. Uh, Good value, BRZ FRS at that kind of mileage because they're not anywhere near clapped out. That's true, that's true. But yeah, I still say I still like our early Corvette choices, and the um, my uh, the fuck oh, and some Porsche stuff. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the best answer. That and Corvettes and Porsches are pretty solid. Actually, you know what, Vipers are. <laughs> Not bad at that price either. Yeah, but you're going to die. You may die. <laughs> um, Especially if you're buying a performance bargain Viper because you don't have, like, you've never driven, if you've never driven a car like that, you're going to die. Vipers are fucking crazy. Uh, yes. I don't think objectively they're really any crazier than the C6. It's just the C6 is more predictable. The Yeah, but that's a big factor. Like, the, the early Viper is the. the yeah, I think it's the, still the scariest car I've ever driven. Oh, the early, early Viper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Those things are no. Later Vipers are, I don't want, they're not, pu- they're they're not like, pussycats, but it's a different animal. They're built like shit. Right. Too. Right. Um, but that's, so we give you, we've given you some good options. But yeah, the, once again, as usual, you can't go wrong with the Corvette or the Porsche. Yeah. They just run forever. Right, 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 right. Um, so I got the Trackhawk coming up. I'm going to go talk about the Wombat. You are eyeing a purchase, potentially. Um, uh, yeah, I've just got that feeling where I'm just, uh, the Fiesta is great. Don't get me wrong. And I love the performance of it, but God damn it. When I was doing those drives the other day and I'm hitting like, what are objectively not horrible pot roads and teeth, know, teeth rattling and, pot and regular in car, the Fiesta, they are jarring to the point where you're like, did I just break my entire car? Right. I'm like, I think. I think I'm over that. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, to, if you want anybody to find you actually just pimp shout engine. You don't care about social media? No, I, I don't care about social media. Um, yeah, as usual, if you want to do a podcast, come on to Shout Engine, and we'll get you hooked up. I have nothing further to say because you people have heard this message a million times. Right. Um, follow me on Twitter at Jake Lucker. Follow at The Real Hooniverse. Follow me on Instagram at Hooniverse Jeff. Go to the Hooniverse YouTube channel. Um, we're at YouTube. like almost YouTube. We're at like 37,000 or almost at 37,000 subs. Um, I'd like to get to 40 soon. Forty forty five um, would feel good, and and I, I'd say you know what before we actually go into the effort of it, Jeff and I are kicking around the idea of potentially doing video because we're going to have a permanent podcast set up 
because I will have a new office. Right. Um, so sound if that's off on that. Something of interest, please let us know. Yeah, just be more content for the YouTube channel and a different way to digest the podcast if you wanted to stare at our ugly fucking faces. Um, but it would be cool for guests so you could see the guests we're on. Um, so we'll, we'll deal with that as that comes. Um, go to Hooniverse.com. We, I think we're, we're, trying to get, we're trying to recapture some of the original Hooniverse.com magic by going back to our roots with some of these, some of these posts and stories, uh, like classic captions like we used to do. I want to get back into Mystery Car we used to do. Kind of just like the, the, the origin of, of what Hooniverse was. Um, so we'll see. We're trying, to, we're trying to do that. And I can see it, it's making some work by an increased number of comments back to like what sort of what we used to see. We used to get so many comments. Um, our traffic isn't, hasn't moved the needle yet, but if, if we continue on the old school Hooniverse pace, I think maybe we can revive the website a little bit. So go to Hooniverse.com. Yep. And uh, then, uh, then yeah, don't, don't leave a review on iTunes cause we don't care. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, like I said, I don't do this for the reviews or the ratings at right. this point. It's just like I, I got uh, you and I both have bigger fish to fry. I, that's how I. Career. That's how I feed my family on reviews and ratings. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, the one thing it's I like will some say black is, mirror shit. Uh, still got the cryptocurrency stuff going. So if you're into that, go check out Guardium.com, and that's G U A R D I U M or Guardium.co rather. Um, and that's what uh, I've been working on for the last few months here. So uh, if you're interested in it, check it out. If not, uh, and you think it's all a scam, that's fine too. Just <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. <laughs>